our Shop Stewards Corner. And we bring it to you every Monday where we take a look at uh, the latest uh, developments in uh, on the shop floor and uh, issues that affect working people. And uh, uh, one of the uh, largest representatives, if not the largest, uh, here in South Africa, Labour Federation, the Congress of South African Trade Unions, COSATU, saying that uh, they haven't changed their stance uh, when it comes to the privatisation of SOEs, but instead they would like the government to allow some private uh, sector participation in SOEs as long as the state maintains majority shareholding. Now, uh, the big question is whether or not this is a change of tack, and uh, Kosato seems to be suggesting that it isn't. Uh, but I uh, uh, would love to hear, of course, uh, some of the thinking here and uh, uh, the rationale behind this particular move and uh, ideally where they think some of the strategic equity partnership is going to come from. And I'm joined by the uh, spokesperson of uh, Kosato, uh, Sizwe Pamla. Mshagaz, good evening to you and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, evening to you and the listeners. Jaggers, let's start off here. Uh, just uh, this, this viewpoint. Uh, why, why at this point did you feel that, uh, uh, as uh, the Labour Federation, you must outline uh, uh, your view here uh, when it comes to privatisation? Is this because, I guess, historically, uh, you, you know, you've engaged alongside other social partners in this country in uh, platforms like the Anti-Privatisation Forum? You've been very critical of the privatisations historically of some of our SOEs. Um, uh, why then is this not a departure from that stance? Well, it's not a departure because it's not a new position. Uh, unfortunately, uh, people have sort of like misunderstood that uh, our position to mean that all the 713 SOEs under government control uh, are strategic. Mm. We have always made it very clear that when, what we mean by strategic SOEs are SOEs that impact uh, people's lives on a daily basis. If you talk about ESCOM and you talk about electricity generation, we do not want private sector to take over because mm-hmm. we expect poor uh, uh, households, uh, poor municipalities and rural communities to continue to benefit from electricity subsidies because if you take it out of government hands, give it to the private sector, many of the poor of this country will be plunged into darkness. So it is strategic in that mm. sense. What would not but, be strategic? Sizu? What would not be strategic, mm. for an example, if you look at a list that is there, including uh, uh, zoos, there are zoos that are regarded as state entities and as SOEs in terms of how government defines SOEs. There's nothing strategic about a zoo. It's important. We want to have zoos, but we cannot say it is strategic. So the conversation we were having here was to actually explain, to say our position has not changed. For example, Plaza, 8 million workers use uh, uh, Plaza train every day going to work. Mm. As soon as you invite the private sector, the, the tickets are not going to be affordable. And those millions of people are going to be priced out of a transportation system that has uh, uh, allowed them to survive for so long. So then it is strategic. So the conversation then became, would you say the same about South African Airways? Hmm. We said, not necessarily. South African Airways, at some point, was very important, but strategically, we, we cannot say it's a, a strategic to why, the working why? class, at least. Why? Because, because we pay tax, money is taken out to bail an entity that ends up transporting uh, people who can afford to fly. Mm, the majority mm. of COSATO members do not use uh, South African Airways. We, so we the fact that argue, they pay VAT yeah. and, 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 and pay tax for the middle class and the people who can afford. Mm. So we then said, even uh, when it comes to such institutions that are not strategic, 
Kosatu position has always been that. We don't want government to hand them over to the private sector. We have not changed that. Mm. But we have always insisted that in those situations where a case is made, a case is made that maybe it will be helpful for a private partner in an unstrategic institution to come on board. Mm. We will entertain mm. that. So it's not a position we are developing or we have developed. It's always a position sure. we, we, we have adopted. So, it, it, so unfortunately, with the city press uh, headline, mm. they sort of like took a clarity of our anti-privatization posture and presented yes. it as a new decision, okay. which, which was unfortunate, but sure. chances are they were looking for a headline and they got it. Of course, of course. Sizwe, I want us to pause there for a second. When we come back, and uh, I guess uh, the lens through which we determine what would be strategic and what would not be. I'm in conversation with the spokesperson of Kosatu Sizwe Pamla. We continue on the other side. My dream is to become an entrepreneur. My dream is to become an executive. My dream is to become a CEO. Whatever your dream looks like, it could be a lot clearer a lot sooner. Enroll today for your MBA degree with Mancosa, a leading private higher education institution with 12 learning centers across Southern Africa. Dream it. We'll take you there. Mancosa, a proud member of Honoris United Universities. Visit mancosa.co.za today. Much like overpriced running shoes, breath mints, and your 20s, some things deserve to last longer. Like our Black Friday savings that will run this Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come find great specials like a case of Carling Black Label Handies for only $199.99. And if you're a Spa Rewards customer, you'll get an extra 15 rand off and pay only $184.99 when you swipe your rewards card. Only from Tops at Spa for three whole days. Not for persons under the age of 18. The air around you is thick and heavy with threat. The all-out assault has begun. Soon your eyes will be itching, your nose will be running, and you'll be sneezing. If you have allergies, the seasons don't change. They attack. But now you can fight back with Sinutab Nasal Spray. For fast and effective relief from congestion associated with allergies and hay fever that works within two minutes and lasts up to ten hours. Speak to your pharmacist about the Sinutab Allergy Solution for you. Sinutab. Clears your head. There is a place that creates agile leaders with collaborative mindsets that are prepared for the 21st century workplace. Be inspired. Make an impact. Your time is now. At Regent Business School, we offer a range of accredited, globally recognized postgraduate and undergraduate qualifications. For more information on our popular MBA and BCom degrees, visit regent.ac.za. Registration now open. Regent Business School, a member institution of Honoris United Universities. It's Black Friday at Ford, just bigger, with six days of unbeatable offers on the new Ranger XLS. Buy any new Ranger XLS double, super, or single cab and get a free, premium, five-year, 100,000-kilometer maintenance plan upgrade that covers up to 3,500 parts. TNCs apply. Offer only valid until 30 November 2019. While stocks last, test drive a new Ranger XLS at your Ford dealer today. Dear Dad, I sent you this text because I'm scared to face you. However, I want to know. I want to know why is mom ever so terrified of you, yet you claim that she's your queen. In my knowledge, queens don't get yelled at and beaten up by their kings. Or could this be your way of grooming me into a man? As a young man, I just want to know what's wrong and what's right as my future relies on you. Please advise. 
Brought to you by Love Life. This is an SABC Foundation supported initiative. 24 minutes it is after 8 p.m. If you just joined us, uh, it's our Shop Stewards Corner, which we bring to you every Monday, taking a look, look at uh, key developments in the labor market. And this evening, we're catching up with Labor Federation Kosatu. And uh, uh, I'm joined by the uh, spokesperson of Kosatu, Sizwe Palmla. And we're talking about uh, the uh, position of the Federation when it comes to a privatization or partial privatization. Now, Sizwe, you're still uh, indicating that... Um, from where you are sitting, uh, it certainly uh, has an opportunity cost all of the money that we put, all of the taxpayers' money that we put into SAA, which on the customer side of things services uh, many of those who are middle, upper middle class and rich. And I, and I certainly agree with you on that one. Uh, but what would your view be uh, about, I guess, uh, many of the working people uh, who work in many of the entities uh, uh, that uh, are overseen by SAA or even some of SAA's customers? I mean, if you think about SAA Technical and uh, the role, uh, the expertise, uh, the forward and the backward linkages that they have, uh, uh, not only within the aviation sector, but with other sectors of the economy that supply uh, the aviation sector. Uh, would you believe that, I guess, you know, uh, uh, those links aren't strategic or that uh, that's something uh, we can afford not to have? No, no, no. Uh, uh, that is where we think people are sort of like misunderstanding uh, the position of the Federation. The fact that something is not strategic, COSATU doesn't have a resolution that it has to be sold or shut down. Mm. We don't have a resolution. Mm. We actually don't even have a resolution that says a uh, uh, government can sell a majority stake. Our resolution is saying, in an event where a case is made, COSATU will consider that. But even if we do consider that, we will still insist on government retaining a majority stake mm. because... We are fearful of a situation where just because something at a particular time is not regarded as strategic, and then we hand over workers to the wolves, and then at the end of the day, as we have seen with telecom, for an example, the jobs are decimated, uh, 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 people start to import engineers from China to come and do the work that could have easily been done by the engineers in South Africa. So our position, even on those situations, is that we insist on the state keeping a majority stake. So it means that if a case were to be made, for an example, in this instance, we will still insist that the state controls SAA by having a majority stake, so that at the end of the day, we can have a situation where some levels of efficiency, some uh, 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 new technologies or whatever else that the equity partner will be bringing to the table. We can tap into that, but without handing over everything because the lessons of SASO, Telco, mm. ISCO, are still being felt today. As I'm talking to you, workers, COSATU members are protesting in Saldana because ISCO is actually threatening to shut down a, 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 a power plant. So mm. our position here is that the problem is that when you, you say here is a position, but it is more nuanced, then people want the kind of smash and grab uh, thing that says, no, there's black and white here. Either mm. you support this or you don't support it. Because the, the resolution of course sure, has sure. no change. And it can only be changed by a Congress. Yeah. So our position has always been that you don't touch strategic SOEs. Mm. With strategic, with, with non-strategic SOEs, you can entertain an idea if 
you feel yourself that there are grounds for this to be entertained. Okay. But even then, you insist that the government still keeps the majority state. Since so I, want to, I, I want to come back to some of the historic examples you're speaking about. And, and I think you rightfully mentioned ISCO and what has happened since. Um, and you also mentioned you know, the case of Sasol and we know what has happened uh, since. But uh, let's talk about the one case where partial privatization actually happened uh, and uh, one of the more recognizable ones. And that is Telcom. And I recall a few years ago, 2012, 2013, 2014 or so, uh, the Labour Federation and many of its uh, uh, own affiliates, uh, lamenting the fact that, you know, a heavy-handed restructuring exercise was underway at Telcom uh, that affected many of their own members. Uh, uh, what do you make about what then happens when you introduce a private partner like that? And uh, uh, operationally, what do you think that changes? I mean, uh, a lot of people have made a big case about a strategic equity partner without really saying uh, what uh, that strategic equity partner brings, aside, I guess, from weaning these SOEs from their reliance on the fiscus. Well, if you look at uh, telecom, actually, telecom is a terrible uh, uh, story for the workers because jobs were decimated there. Mm. As I'm talking to you now, telecom is contract has contracted uh, the, the Chinese company Huawei. Mm. Is that what, do but is that what is that what you work. want then in that case? No, no, no that's the point. That's mm. why because with telecom, what government ended up doing actually is to reduce the stake below fifty percent. Mm. And then government said, we only sit with something like 30%. I'm not sure whether it's 30% these days because they keep selling it slowly. But that is actually the experience uh, 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 we're referring to, to say it was a mistake for government to actually uh, sell a majority stake at telecom. Because what then happened was there was pressure to actually uh, uh, dismiss and retrench qualified South African engineers because Huawei was offering hundreds and hundreds of these engineers at a, 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 a lower rate. But mm. it, it can't be that in this country we are going to say the bottom line of the shareholders is more important even if we decimate people, we decimate their livelihoods. So that is why our position is that. Even if we were to entertain, even if a case were to be made, mm. we will still insist on government keeping okay. a majority stake because then government will have no excuse to say we can't do anything. Our hands are tied. We're a minority shareholder here. That is why that position, uh, we keep uh, uh, repeating it and clarifying it to say even if something is not strategic, mm. we still insist that government should not hand it over to the private hands because of the lessons of the past. Okay, to clarify, again, uh, uh, Telcom, uh, the government stake in Telcom is a 39% uh, stake. So uh, uh, just to uh, inform some of our listeners there who might not be familiar with that. But Prasizo, the other question I want to ask you, uh, and, and uh, I guess it relates to a conversation I was having with Snesipo earlier on about the, the Public Investment Corporation. Many of your members have their pensions and their life savings sitting with the PIC. I would be interested in, I guess, you know, uh, uh, how you view that in line with a long-standing resolution around social ownership uh, within uh, the uh, Labour Federation. Uh, when you say, you know, you want some private sector involvement in some of those SOEs, uh, do you also make provision for some, I guess, uh, worker ownership or even social ownership, either through the PIC or through the investment arms of many of your f- affiliates? Yes, in, in fact, uh, we have been making that case, but you. And the case we were making was PIC is not a slush fund to bail out badly run and bankrupted SOE. Mm. That money belongs to the workers. It is workers' deferred wages. And those wages, they are supposed to take care of those workers after retirement. So, of course, we want that. 
That's what we've been saying. That's why when we're talking about prescribed assets, for an example, as mm. a principle, we're making the very same point to say no one is recklessly saying that the workers' pension funds should be uh, invested in SOEs uh, that are collapsing or in the sectors of the economy where the, the sectors, everybody can see that they are no longer sunrise sectors, but they are, are sunset sectors going forward. So we want that to happen, but PIC should always make sure that at the end of the day, workers' money is going to be protected and that workers are going to see better returns because at the end of the day, these are workers' deferred wages. Mm. So it, it, sometimes when you talk PIC and you talk SOEs, people tend to look at it as if we are saying, no, 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 uh, PIC should bail out. No, PIC should not invest in any SOE that is in trouble, that has been looted, and where nothing is being done to actually fix that SOE. In fact, people who want PIC to invest should first fix uh, the SOE. Once it is profitable, or where PIC thinks that uh, uh, workers will benefit out of investing there, then it will be a good idea for PIC to invest. But the reality is that you cannot use PIC as a slash fund because by so doing, you stop people from doing the right thing of running these SOEs in an efficient manner because they hope that PIC is going to come and intervene. We do not support that. We do not support bailouts of looted SOE, but we support the issue of, of PIC looking at investing workers' money, especially in sectors where workers' uh, uh, jobs themselves will be protected. But it can't be the priority of PIC to create employment. At the end of the day, PIC still has to make money for the uh, mm. uh, members of the pension fund. Okay, let's take uh, quickly here with the aviation sector. Uh, would you hold a different uh, view when it comes to Denel? Look, uh, the problem uh, we are going to end up having is that I'm going to be forced to start going through SOE. No, we're not going to go all, all through all 700. No, yeah. no, don't worry. <laughs> don't because worry. at the end of the day, there has to be an exercise mm. of actually going through and saying, how, because look, our position, remember, it is informed by our class position mm. that something is not strategic to us. In class terms, we ask this question, why are we being forced as taxpayers, as people at the bottom end of the economic pyramid, to actually prop up this, fine, this particular institution? We understand that we have a responsibility to protect jobs. We have a responsibility to support. But for us to be strategic, it has to benefit us as a class. So that is why the issue of actually sitting down and going through all of these uh, SOEs is an exercise mm. that will have to be had by workers themselves, by trade unions, by affiliated unions, you know, but you know, by also by progressive organizations mm. in general. You know, Susan, why I asked that question about it, Danelle? I don't ask it because I want to nitpick all of the different SOEs and then say, filter process, what would you decide on, on Danelle? That, that's not the reason why I asked the question. The reason why I asked the question is that there's an ongoing debate at the moment, and you would have seen this in the economic recovery document that came out of the Economic Policy Unit at the National Treasury, which was suggesting uh, among the following things. One, that uh, we get private sector involvement in the provision of rail and network infrastructure, and uh, they had this entire formulation around connecting industries. They even went further in the document to say, you need some form of private sector involvement in the water value chain, right through from bulk water to uh, its reticulation to treatment works, right through to our to our homes. Um, and I want to maybe hear from you where where we start with the partial privatization and where we stop, 
because uh, there are many even ideas that are placed on the table that suggest that maybe you want to open up the market so that Transnet isn't the only operator in freight rail. You want to open up the market so that the water boards are not the only players when it comes to the provision of water. What is the view of Kosatu there and, and how does your, I guess, class interest find expression in some of those debates, which are by, by no means hypothetical, but are debates that have been placed on the table? Well, unfortunately, even if you want to do that, to open up the market, people have opened up the market. In fact, the market dominates some of the sectors, and, and, and we are paying a price for that dominance. So our position, when we look at the SOEs, is how these SOEs are going to make sure that we are not as workers left to our own devices. Mm. When we have a government... We give that government a mandate with the understanding that government will act in our interest. For an example, uh, let us look at the sectors where uh, there's no government involvement. If you look at uh, what is happening, the Competition Commission and the Competition Tribunal can give you uh, numerous reports of their investigation, mm. cartel behavior, collusion, and all of this. I mean, we're a country that is, is, is crying about data. We say data must fall because... In, 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 in the sector, the private sector is acting uh, in a collusive way. So our position is that we have members, but we also have communities that we have to look after. Mm. So at the end of the day, if the 8 million South Africans who benefit out of transport subsidy, and then you come with an idea that you have to undo that. Already, the research shows that an average South African worker, because of upper state special planning, spend about 15% of their income going to and from work. That on its own is not sustainable. And then, if you then say you are opening the door to the private sector, this is the private sector that is actually killing us in the financial sector and the other sectors where it is dominant. So for us, that is not actually our interest, the issue of, of opening the market for the market. Mm. Our job is to look after the interests of our own members and make sure that the, 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 the economic infrastructure that is there to look after them, especially those uh, uh, from indigent communities and, and poor households, are not being left behind. And if you start to, to look at uh, uh, the rail system and then you look in terms of, of, of making money, at the end of the day, the people who are actually using that uh, uh, system are, are the victims of that system because they were placed where they were placed. And now they have to be reliant on this uh, transport system, not of their own choosing. So you can't then come in without fixing any of that. You leave them to the townships that were designed by apartheid. And then you just say you are going to open up the market. Then you are, you are punishing these people again. They were mm. punished by the system. And we are then saying now, well... The market will do what it wants to do with you, but everybody else has to pay. That is not what we are going to support. And that is why we say our position on privatization has not changed because those issues that I'm raising have not been addressed and have not changed. So we can't change it when the issues are have not changed. Sizwa Pamla, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. That there was uh, Sizwa Pamla. He speaks on behalf of Labour Federation, Kosatu, uh, speaking to us uh, this evening here about uh, uh, much of uh, what was covered over the weekend uh, about the seeming about turn of.